Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello to whoever is there out in the ether. Uh, this is Dr. Simon, stories we live by. Uh, and I realize I haven't done a show in maybe three months or more. And uh, I had said the last couple of times I had done shows. I think it was back in, uh, in December, sometime like that, um, that I felt I had nothing more to say. I was saying the same things over and over again. Uh, a failure of my imagination. Uh, uh, but... Um, I decided at this point to uh, do another show, and I entitled it uh, Stories of Renewal, because I think at this point uh, we as uh, a society need a bit of renewal. That's interesting. Um, uh, For most people, you know, most of my career as a psychologist, I saw people who were in crisis. And the crisis was experienced in terms of the individual self and the family and basically the world close to the individual, social life, work life. And what I learned is that when people go into crisis, which means they can't tolerate where they are in their life, they can't tolerate who they are, uh, they can't tolerate uh, where they're living. They can no longer uh, deal in, in certain ways with the people they're living with. Um, they experience very powerful emotions that tell them that the crisis has evolved. Has evolved. Something needs to be done. Uh, and over the years, I have talked on this show about some of the signs of crisis. And just let me review... <coughs> A few of them. Uh, one is anxiety, which is a universal emotion. Uh, it tells you that uh, something is happening, but either you're refusing to recognize what's happening or the information isn't available to you. In other words, you know something is going on. You know something could be wrong, but you don't know what it is. You can't, you can't put it into words. You can't say it. Uh, the best model I can think of uh, for understanding anxiety on a simple level uh, involves going to the doctor and having medical tests done and having to wait for the results. And you may suspect something is wrong, uh, but until those results come in and you get actual news, actual feedback, you're anxious. That is, you need certain information, but it's not available. You might, you feel threatened. Um, and so anxiety is an emotion like that. And when we refuse to uh, know or understand what our crisis is, we get a lot of anxiety. Uh, anxiety uh, is, like all of the emotions I'll talk about for a few minutes, uh, are not illnesses to be drugged away. Uh, it's a very painful emotion, but it's the emotion that wants you to take, find the truth, to find out information. Do something. Uh, to, to answer uh, the, the anxiety itself. Uh, and of course, like uh, so much of the crisis in our society, I believe it's added to by traditional psychology and psychiatry, which says that there is no crisis, there's something wrong with you, and uh, uh, you're sick, and the best you can do is either have therapy, 
which is better than taking drugs, I think, much of the time, but mostly more and more uh, recognize you have some chemical upset in your brain uh, or some genetic anomaly and take drugs. Uh, I've known many people on these drugs, and while it makes them numb very often, I don't believe this is an adequate solution to the problem that they're in. Second uh, emotion that's very powerful and painful is loneliness. Uh, well, we require other people in our lives. We require certain kinds of relationships, contact. Um, we need people who matter to us. And equally as important, we need to feel we matter to others. To be a nobody, to be nothing, or as the song from Chicago goes, uh, being Mr. Cellophane. Uh, I love that song. I mean, it's a really sharp, a sharp song. But a guy who feels everybody can just see through him and look through him, and he's not there. Terribly painful psychological state to be in. Uh, there are other emotions we could talk about. Shame and guilt, very important. Uh, when we feel we are letting everyone down, including ourselves, and we feel guilt, or when we feel we're disgusting in the eyes of ourselves or the world around us, we feel shame. All of these engender a sense of crisis. What's so interesting, if we drop the idea of mental illness, is that these crises, which are called mental illness in our society, the anxiety, the sleeplessness, um, the, 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 the uh, running around, uh, the things we begin to do like drinking or being in denial, and I'm going to talk about this uh, in some depth, uh, all of these things uh, don't make things better. They just simply make things worse. And the loneliness increases, the helplessness increases, the despair increases. All of the painful emotions that represent the crisis simply deepen because we're not seeking a proper a, a, a transformation of self or a change in relationships or a sense of renewal. And if you drop this idea that you're sick, the crisis, which is a call for change, perhaps a call for help uh, as well, because it may be that you need someone to help you, engender the change. I mean, we need other people to help us. Uh, when we're young, we need a lot of help. You need a doctor. Uh, I need a, I'm constantly in need of a uh, golf teacher, uh, although I did pretty well today. Uh, the, the back nine, uh, I actually was under 50, and I actually did a birdie on a par five. I still can't believe that, because uh, I stink as a golfer. I'm fairly new. But I'm, I, I'm not young anymore to be uh, learning golf, but it was okay today. Anyway, um, we need help, and that could be part of the solution, provided the help is the right help. Uh, but it's at the moment of crisis uh, that we're closest to the renewal, because one of the things the emotional crisis is saying is that we need a change. It, it's that we don't want to stay where we are. Uh, and that's the problem, because if we do the wrong thing or find the wrong help, and I want to talk about some of the wrong things that we do individually and collectively, and I'm going to talk collectively in a second too, what we end up doing is deepening the crisis and making things worse uh, for ourselves and others around us. And I believe that a lot of this is going on right now, particularly because 
the country I'm living in now, and again I speak only for myself, seems to be in such a crisis that I find myself not wanting to read the newspaper or find out the news, um, the war that's going on, uh, the, the, uh, for me as a Jew, the rise in anti-Semitism all over the world, uh, almost as if uh, uh, something terrible is going to end up happening um, uh, all over again to, to Jews uh, in France, England, uh, terrible stuff like that. Um, the thing in the Gulf has me in an absolute state of anxiety. Uh, just an awful, awful thing. That and the, the uh, idea of global warming. I, I have a fellow who lives in my development who works for NASA. He's a Ph.D. in physics, uh, astrophysics, something like that. And he helped develop the instruments that um, read the levels of carbon dioxide methane in the environment that are the sources of global warming. Uh, and we're at a point much higher than any time in recorded history because we can know what the carbon dioxide methane levels were in the past as they correlate with uh, ice ages and, and, and increases and decreases in temperature over time by tree rings, uh, by uh, digging in the core of ice at the North Pole and South Pole, a variety of other things. So we have a pretty good idea, not a completely good idea, but a good idea of what the levels of carbon dioxide were and methane in the air, and they have never approached this level. And it's according to this man, if it goes from uh, the current 350, because usually it's, it's uh, somewhere in the hundreds or under hundreds parts per million, to 700, he said we could have a catastrophic increase in the temperature on the planet, uh, and we won't be able to sustain ourselves as a species. He said the world will go on, uh, but the wipeout of, of higher life forms will be totally catastrophic. And that causes me terrible anxiety because I know something is happening, but I don't know what to do about it. Uh, again, the oil spill, I start to talk about it, and I let it slip out of my mind. Uh, I find that thing in the Gulf terrifying. And yet, uh, we do nothing about this except, uh, I think, destructive things. And so the world is getting to me. Uh, I can't imagine how I would feel now under all of these circumstances if given the economy and the collapse of our economy, I don't think it's coming back any more much, uh, as much as the government <coughs> uh, says it's coming back, if I didn't have a job, if I, my, my pension, if my savings were disappearing or already had disappeared. And, and I can't work at my chunks of career, and I have a wife or, and children uh, to support. Um, terrible, terrible uh, uh, causes of anxiety, shame, guilt, uh, depression, despair. What I see happening are all kinds of defensive things going on in the society. Uh, I have to answer the door. Hello? Yes, all kinds of defensive things going on. And I want to talk about how defenses and how uh, the destructive way of handling things uh, uh, works a little bit. Uh, first, 
and I don't have to take this in any particular order, is the idea of magical solution. Uh, if we wish hard enough, it'll go away. If we say it'll go away, if we say it'll get better, it will. And I see this all over the place now. Uh, in politicians, in, in, in people uh, who, who come up as spokesmen, uh, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. And the things that have to be changed in the economy, the things that have to be changed in the way we use oil and heat our homes, uh, the way we import oil uh, for our automobiles, I mean, the biggest cars are still back and, and getting bigger. Uh, all of these things represent a refusal to recognize the kind of situation I think we're in. I say it, I think, uh, <clears throat> because it hits me that these things are true and are really big problems. Um, uh, so the magical solutions are number one. Um, God will fix it. Uh, the president will fix it. Um, somebody will fix it. Somebody has the power. And if only we wish hard enough, uh, if only we bow down to those in power, it'll be fixed. Again, uh, I don't hold back that anybody shouldn't practice their religion, but one of the things that upsets me now in this country is the way people are using religion increasingly uh, as the alternative to science and, and, and ways of solving problems. Um, I know people who um, absolutely worship technology. As long as we have new technology, things will be better. Uh, again, I don't feel that I don't like technology. I, I, I love doing what I'm doing here on the radio, on the, on the, on the computer, with whoever's going to hear this. However, uh, technology can be used for good or ill in and of itself. It's a tool, and it's how we design our solutions to use the technology, our goals, that will determine whether or not this technology turns into something that really solves problems or is just another damn weapon. Um, I was just watching a show in which uh, we apparently are uh, vulnerable to outside a hacker attack that could take our entire electric grill offline, shutting down electric power in the United States, and if this were done during the winter, it would be a major, major, major catastrophe. Um, so, uh, God, as far as I'm concerned, ain't fixing any of these things. And uh, when I hear people uh, approaching the idea that uh, a magical power will exist, uh, this upsets me. Uh, <clears throat> let's pray, but let's do it ourselves. Um, you know that something is going wrong when there is a refusal to hear opposing views, to debate issues, to argue issues. And debate is almost dead in this country. Uh, and it's worked its way down to the individual level. More and more people simply will not uh, entertain any ideas or facts that run counter to their belief system. Uh, if it doesn't exist, I don't recognize it, and don't bother me with any appoint, appoint, a point of view as that's not the point of view that I hold on to. So, 
there is uh, 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 I just turn on your television and listen to the Republicans and the Democrats and look at the people who are increasingly being elected uh, it's it's absolutely um, absolutely to me a terrifying thing that these individuals have a fixed view uh, and the solutions are magical things are going to work out if we don't do something uh, so don't raise taxes don't lower taxes uh, don't uh, do anything about global warming uh, I was just in Europe on a cruise and wherever I went in Europe there were huge windmill farms out in the water and all around the land uh, the Europeans seem to be getting the idea that they're going to have to uh, solve their energy crisis with something other than oil. Uh, we're now not only painting our coastline in oil, uh, but we are uh, absolutely in the, in the hands of those who believe, let's not change anything, uh, because it might mean we have to raise taxes, or we have to uh, be inconvenienced in one way or another, It'll be fine. We have lots and lots of oil, lots of natural gas. Uh, the fact that we're polluting ourselves into a, a real crisis where food and land is concerned don't matter. Uh, and uh, if you do want to change, you're a liberal, uh, you're a communist, uh, uh, that, that's another crisis. Facts are not discussed. People are attacked and labeled. Uh, either yourself or others. I spent a long part of my career trying to get people to stop calling themselves sick or weird uh, or demented or stupid or lazy and get them to understand the motives that they had and how they thought and how they felt, uh, assess the situation they're in in regards to other people, and then make the changes that are necessary. Go back to school. Get the degree. Start reading books. Start having discussions. Uh, start putting on different television shows. Start uh, going to concerts. Visit museums um, to, to, to have a sense of uplift where the better artists of our time and the past uh, have done such wonderful work creating uh, and bringing a sense of renewal to the self uh, and, and, uh, as they created visions of things uh, that most of us uh, can't do on our own. So, I think we're in deep trouble. Um, uh, I, I, I don't see even going on this way. Uh, I think I'm going to make it a short show. If I get some feedback uh, on this show, maybe I will uh, continue. I certainly have to arrange, uh, either arrange it or hope for someone to call in I know it's not uh, anyone's fault here because I haven't been on the air in any consistent way, but um, I think we need a dialogue, and uh, I'm just uh, throwing ideas in the air that I've thrown before, and they make sense to me, uh, but I don't know who else they make sense to. So uh, I've been on the air now for, let's see, uh, 20 minutes. You know what? That's absolutely okay. Anybody there want to call in? Anybody uh, want to contact us? It's uh, Let's see. You can call in at 646-716-7756.
No, that's okay. Let's see what happens. I'm going to say goodbye for today. I'm glad I did this nice little show. And uh, we can talk some renewal again. Maybe I'll do a part two of this uh, next week. Take care.